Moto One Podcast Network. You're listening to Creative Writing, the podcast that's like that missing 10 millimeter, but you kind of wish you never found it. Somehow you did. And like our supporters on Patreon, you too can support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash creative writing. While you're at it, head over to our Zazzle store and check out our merch there by searching Creative Writing Podcast. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, anywhere else except for TikTok and Ding Dong, because we ain't going to go there, but on Twitter we are. And Tumblr, thanks, bye. Yes, everybody. If you turn around to watch your turds go down the toilet, you've come to the right podcast. This is Creative Writing. Welcome to episode 200 and something or other, probably getting close to 280. I think we're at two, 277, something like that. Uh, Wiggins and I just, I'm going to have to kill that dog again. Wiggins and I just got, oh God, I just realized something. We've killed the dog on air so many times. Brady comes over, we're shooting crows, we're shooting dogs, we're shooting grass. I forgot I lived right next door to his pet cemetery. Every time I bury her, that's why she keeps coming back. Anyways, uh, yeah, this is episode 270-something. I think it's 277. You know I always figure this out when I go to do the show notes. So um, we'll put it in the show notes. If you are tuning in for the first time, this is Creative Writing, and you're listening to episode 274. <laughs> Uh, 275 actually, 275. If you look on iTunes, sure, or, uh, what they call Apple podcast nowadays or Spotify or Stitcher or anywhere else that we're listed, it'll tell you we have almost 300 shows, like 290 something. That's cause we've done a show here or there and didn't bother to count it. You know what I mean? We're, we're, we're that type of crew. We just kind of like to fly by the seat of our pants. However, this week we got some recaps of a fabulous road trip we just took and also I'm pretty sure I have a disclaimer for you that I'm supposed to tell you um, and give you some highlights. So our disclaimer, here she goes. Uh, Each week, uh, you tune into the Creative Writing Podcast. It has some views and opinions. The views and opinions expressed on the show are the opinions of the participants of the Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast. They are not those... They are those of the participants that do not reflect the policy, position, or opinions of Creative Writing, Moto One, Podcast Network, any of our affiliates, sister podcast stations, or people that have ever been on or off the show. Any opinion is the respective participants and is not intended to malign anyone, anywhere, or anything, even those idiotic motorcycle riders who go over the double lanes and almost into head-on traffic uh, when they're riding around. May have been guilty of that on this last trip a couple times, trying to keep up with wigs. Anyway, listen all, it is the middle of June. If you are, uh, let me see, June 17th? Let me see, it's still the 11th, so we're still in the second week of the Isle of Man TT, so go enjoy that if you get a chance. Uh, June 7th through 9th, the Maricade's going to be happening in Lake George, New York. June 9th. The uh, Republic of Texas rally in Austin's happening June 16th, the Oklahoma Bike Week. And uh, June 24th, Motoblot is happening out there in Chicagoland. Chicago, we're going to be seeing you pretty soon. Um, so get out, enjoy one of those, uh, what's it called, events? Yeah. I missed the uh, Electrification Expo this weekend in Long Beach. I was really bummed about that. Um, I wanted to go check out some electric motorcycles and stuff. Man, I hope this audio is coming across because either it's my headphones are jacked up 
or this interface is jacked up. One of the two. Hope it's not the interface. All right, we'll figure this out. Stick around. Let's get into this episode of Creative Writing. But I don't know. We'll see what I can get out of that RC51 first. Yeah. I got it, but I got too much shit. <laughs> Speaking of too much shit, welcome Yay. everybody. This is Creative Writing Motorcycle Pidcast. And I uh, hope we are coming in loud and clear. I can tell. I welcome. Think so. Yeah, we are. You're sounding good. I can hear the goddamn parrots in the background. The fucking green and red oh, parrots that inhabit Southern California during this time of year. They're nuts. They're coming back from their winter winter grounds and going back up north to Canada. No, I don't know where I don't know where they go. <laughs> you know they're uh, invasive too. Like some dumb shit. So parrots live to be like a hundred years old. So probably what happened was like someone's grandma died. These green and red ones come up from Mexico. I think they're still invasive. I don't think they were natural to this area. To Mexico they are, though. And they come up here when it gets warmer, and then they go back down. Are you thinking of the cockatoos that are no, around here? There's parrots in Orange, in City of Orange. Oh, yeah. But I bet these are also weren't native. Hmm. There's it, When I lived in San Diego, I wonder if they're the same ones that were from Orange. There was a group of, like, Wild cockatoos and cockatoos aren't native to here. Yeah. They're native to like South America, but not. They, I don't think they come up past Mexico. And they were all different colors, totally wild, yeah. and they would migrate like normal because now they got out. But yeah. it was somebody's pets or a pet shop or something. Yeah. Got, I think City of Orange was that too, because yeah. I guess they lived to be like a hundred. Yeah. So like someone's grandparent dies and they. You know, the parrot's only 35 years old. Yeah. It's got another. <laughs> it's like turtles, years. man. Like, yeah. no one, you know, people get turtles as a pet and then the turtles outlive the people. Yeah, man. My, I still have my first pet turtle. He's 100. He's only 100. So I got him. I got him when, I, when we first moved out. Um, hey, everybody. This is, uh, like I said, a creative writing. We don't know. I don't even know what episode it is anymore. It's two. 40 something, I think, or 270 something. That's I know that's a big disparity, but I don't care. We're here tonight. Uh, we got Wham and we got <laughs> my name, my name for you this time around is one Wiggins, one pair. <laughs> so, one pair, one pair of Wiggins in the house tonight. We're gonna that's do how a little many pair of socks I take on the trip. <laughs> We're gonna <laughs> that's what Sidney to, to save weight. You only packed one pair of underwear. <laughs> I did, <laughs> and I, I didn't put my nose in the underwear, but I put it in the socks, and they didn't smell that bad. Yeah, and you know, you wear your underwear for three days, flip them inside out, they're good to go. Um, hey, we're going to recap our little trip. We just took a little uh, four-day excursion, which is probably, yeah, on motorcycles with other people, probably the longest trip I've taken. Uh, uh, taking a, you know, a couple-day trip on my own out to places unbeknownst to humankind. But um, but yeah, we just got back from this little four day trip, and it was a blast. Uh, it was 
it was awesome. It was good to get home, but as soon as I got home, I was like, man, that was really killer. I've been dreaming about it, actually. That's when you know you had a good trip, when you, like, dream about, you know, and, and you think about the the thing the whole time. It's hard to believe to me that it's, like, over so quick. Yeah. But it was long. Like, four days is a long time. Yeah, it's quite a long time. And we lived, we, we didn't, like, wild camp and have to hunt our own food or anything, but we did live off our bikes pretty much for four days. Um, and I don't really know the route. This is the best. The best part is every time I've traveled with Wiggins, I just follow. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> my It's the reason why my wife hates me too is because when we go on vacation, I just follow her around and go, yeah, this is awesome. And she plans everything. So it was me, you, and Siggins, who I wish was here uh, to recap some of this. But uh, I'll let you talk about the route. Um, but let's recap the days in order. And, uh, we bailed out of here Friday right after work and you guys had set up some, um, well, you set up an Airbnb. Nice. You set up an Airbnb that you guys had stayed at before. Mm -hmm. Um, we were kind of looking around for stuff because this is Memorial Day weekend. Every place in Southern California was booked. And I was going to say, I think next year we'll change the weekend, but ideally... Really better, but next year I won't be on a sport bike, so I'll also have a big touring ADV bike. Yeah, so maybe more moto camping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you did really good on dirt with on your RC fifty one. I gotta <laughs> say, so we'll we'll talk about that too. Kept it on rubber, so yeah. that's good. But the only thing I could see for like the the two days before we lit out of here was the news headlines all over was like, oh, you know, <laughs> Southern California is headed for two places. Well, three places. The top five is Mexico, Central Coast, and Hawaii. But and, uh, and that's where we were going with Central Coast. And then all these headlines was like, "Oh, is getting ready for like this invasion of of uh, L.A." You know, everyone in L.A. is evacuating, and they're going up or out or down or whatever. So that's what I was seeing coming up. You guys had also been buying stuff online. So before we even get into the trip, let's talk about some of the prep and some of the stuff that. That you bought. I know Siggins, <laughs> other other Chris, had um, like 500 boxes of Amazon stuff getting delivered. And he's all the way across the country. He's literally on the other coast yeah, he uh, getting stuff delivered for this trip. So he literally showed up the day before the trip, had enough time to load up his bike, and then we met over here after work. What about you? What type of stuff did you... Um, because you were kind of on the same pace where you're buying stuff last, like up to the last minute, right? There were two yeah, couple days before. For the most part, I mean, so knowing I was taking not a bike with like permanent bags, mm-hmm. I guess has come off his Tiger, but still they're large. So when we first started looking, we were going to stay places all three nights. And then I only found a room one night and it seemed like either everything was four or $500 or sold out. So yeah. somewhere we were like, well, fuck it. Let's camp. Um, I figured we were going to be like sleeping under the stars too. Yeah. But so I got on Amazon too, found a little solo tent that I like that packed up about eight or 10 inches long and it about six tiny. inches in diameter. I'm going to close this. You hear those? Yeah. It sounds fine. like we're on the set of the fucking Alfred Hitchcock, the birds. <laughs> I swear to God. I bought a cot actually that packed up as small as a sleeping mat. So that was actually super comfy. Um, I didn't take a sleeping mat because of that. I have a pillow that packs up, um, I don't know, two inch diameter by three inches long. It's fucking tiny. Um, what was my other one big pack? Oh, my sleeping bag. 
And then, uh, oh, a chair. I took a chair. Yeah. Which is probably not super necessary, but it was really nice. Yeah. So that's one thing when you guys were buying chairs and you guys bought cots, you guys bought all this stuff and it packed down really small. Your tent was about the size of a growler from, yeah. you know, one of the it really breweries. Was. It was tiny. Um, and my, you guys took old school sleeping bags, but you used them as backrest too. Um, the way that my bag is, I couldn't do that. Yeah. But I had two, well, they're Clemmy, uh, no, it's the brand now, Cortex. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cortex stuff. Yeah. yeah. I had Cortex saddlebags that fit on the subframe. It's like sit on the back seat. So I had two side bags. I didn't even unzip to extend. And then the top center bag is what I took last year. So I basically got the two on where I was comfortable with them on the bike. And then I took a small tank bag that I packed a camera in that I forgot the, uh, Memory card for memory card for so <laughs> no. it's fucking wasted space anyway. Yeah. So and that, I have to say that Cortex setup fit your RC fit on a sport bike super nice. It didn't it hang didn't. over, didn't hang down. You have, yeah. you have dual pipes too that come up and it didn't yeah. hang down over them like it's gonna get hot and burn. And I didn't take the two side ones last year because I thought they didn't I just wanted to take my bike, right? So yeah. I was like, you know, I know it's not going to be as good of a bike for the trip, but I wanted to be on mine that I like. And so I did that. Um, I got the bags on where they were about an inch off the pipes, maybe half an inch. When they scoot forward, they're a little bit more. So um, Yeah, it didn't look close at all when we were riding. They weren't so. too bad, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I got everything packed up and used all my space. And the one thing I left was a sleeping mat. I was going to put that on top of my cot. But I just didn't have the room to pack it up. Luckily, my sleeping bag gets real small. Um, I took a little tool roll. Yeah. Tent, cot, tiny, tiny pillow, sleeping bag, chair, a tool roll. And those were the main things. And then I did the one pair of pants that I had. I didn't take extra pants. Yeah. I bought... um, I took three t-shirts and then I went to REI and I bought like a fucking $15 pair of socks and a $25 pair of underwear <laughs> that were like wool. And so you're not, you don't have to change them. They're good for like three or four days, supposedly. So nice. that's why sheep never change their underwear, by the way. Yeah. Actually, wool does have like antibacterial properties. And I think that's why it's like, yeah. cause it's a fur for an animal. We that, used to have Mormon neighbors and one of the rumors was that they have wool underwear and you're not never supposed to take them off. I don't know if that's true, <laughs> but, and, uh, uh, except a shower. And so that would make sense. If it I wore like really an old t-shirt here. with holes on it on Friday <laughs> and then Saturday morning I threw that t-shirt, the underwear I had and the socks I had on away. Yeah. So that way I was a little bit lighter on the pack, but. And hopefully somewhere, somewhere in, uh, in that part of California, Fraser Park, California got, uh, you know, maybe a homeless person got some <laughs> free clothes. Oh man, they were rough. I hope not. I picked like the worst ones I had. <laughs> like the underwear and socks <laughs> yeah, and they, shirts. Everything all, all had holes in it. I know <laughs> nice. the shirt did. Nice. Um, yeah. And I had like a little phone charger and a cable that would do my GoPro my phone and also had the like old school Samsung style charger. Yeah. Oh, my Senna was what it fit. Right. So it's like a little three prong on that. Um, and yeah, I got a little thing last year that plugged into the battery charger, the battery tender. And that's how you do the, the USB plug. And it's cool because it gives you volts. Right. So like if you were charging a lot, you could watch them go down. But yeah. And uh, Siddons had a Triumph Tiger 1200 uh, XC, which is the top of the line. He had massive windscreen. He had all these plugs, the three boxes, and he hadn't really ridden with those before. So he took them 
um, took him out and said it felt like a school bus. And loaded up, he said it was even worse. You know, oh, he yeah. said it was, it was a lot so of heavy, and his core hurt after the first or second day from moving all that weight around. On that third day, too, that road Brady took us on yeah. was a workout. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. <laughs> and for me, I really didn't have anything. I have this cargo net that goes over the back of my bike, so I had to buy some no name. Is there even a name on those? I don't think so. Uh, but they, can, no, they look nice. They I mean, look like car- fake carbon fiber. That's because they are. Yeah, they do have that yeah. weird little weed. Yeah. Those yeah. ones Siddons found too, they're like yellow ones look good. They look mm-hmm. like waterproof, but mm-hmm. these, if you have an exhaust, which you don't, yours out of the way, but if you have an exhaust, these would kind of work on a sport. Yeah, bike. you can flip them forward or you flip them backward to fit how your exhaust goes. And it was showing some bikes that have a high exhaust, they'd flip it so that the fat part was at the front and the skinny part's at the back. Oh, did and you then, have them the other way? And then I, uh, no, I had the fat part at the front and yeah, the skinny okay. part at the back. Um, but they showed some other bikes that had them flipped because of the way exhaust was. It like worked better or something like that. Oh, okay. So, um, so yeah, I, I got some no name, you know, $50 bags off of Amazon. And the, they called the, um, the, Instructions were very, very, very vague and hard to understand. They called the Velcro magic tape. There was a bunch of, <laughs> yeah, there was a, the size said free. <laughs> like there was a bunch of stuff to them, but I actually ended up liking them. I fit yeah, my tent. good. Yeah. My tent, my um, sleeping pad, which I, I didn't own before. I had, a, I bought a cheap two person tent and a sleeping pad off of Amazon that week. Yeah. Um, and I don't, how small did yours pack up? Was it about the same size as yeah, my, my and tent? It, and it went right in the, yeah. I think your tent might've been even smaller cause she had a one person tent. I did, but Siddons had his, I think was still a one person, but it was a lot bigger tent it was and a, it packed it, up the same size yeah, as mine. It was the same size as mine when it folded out Yeah, too. Yeah. So his, his looked like a two person, but it, it was one, mine said one person, but then when I got the package, it's like one or two person. So okay. it wasn't huge, but I, I could have slept somebody next to me. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I just used it to put my helmet and backpack there. So one bag had my, um, you know, the tent, the, uh, sleeping pad and a couple other things. I'd put my gloves and my hat in there when we were riding and take them out when we were Dude, um, that, walking around. The cot we had packed up the same as my nice like REI sleeping pad. Yeah. Way more comfortable than a sleeping pad though. Right, right. It was nice. Yeah, that was my first and time. It was like... Yeah. 60 bucks, I think. Nice. Yeah, I liked it because you're off the ground and when we're at Brady's, they mentioned that there could be rattlesnakes and ticks. And a sleeping pad, one inch off the ground or two inches off the ground, a lot nicer to be on a cot four inches off the ground. So, yeah, yeah your guys' stuff folded up really, really small. In my other side, I had a tool roll also, which luckily none of us needed, but I brought everything. I was like, dude, I'm going to bring a spark plug wrench. I'm going to bring everything. The tool roll that comes on my bike is useless. You know, it's like the only thing worth anything on there is the spanner wrench that adjusts the shocks. Otherwise, it's garbage. Oh, that's um, interesting because I feel like. And bikes don't come with them anymore, but I feel like a tool roll and a Honda will do everything on the bike Dude. except pull the motor out. Yeah. This thing doesn't have, it's got a screwdriver, a wrench, and pliers, and then like the spanner for the uh, shocks, and that's it. I was like, how the hell would you get to the spark plugs? There, like half of the stuff on there is a five um, Allen, you know, five millimeter Allen, and it, like that's small enough to put in there for Ikea stuff comes with that in it, you know? So anyways, so I did bring a tool roll with a bunch of weird stuff. I brought tire levers just cause I was the only one with, uh, without 
with running with tubes. So I was like, dude, I'm gonna have to leave her something off here. Um, I brought first aid kit, which I know Sidon's had, but I brought like a bigger one because I didn't know if his had like large band-aids and, and wrap. And I was like, in case we need to make a tourniquet, you know, you never know what the fuck's going to happen when you're out. Yeah. Um, and then it, I brought a little pot for water and a little kettle for water and the kettle went inside the pot. Turns out his little thing that he had had everything in it. So I was like, coffee every morning was no prob. We could have cooked that little thing that he had was pretty tits. Like I got to say this, the, the gear that he had, we didn't need really need to worry about. Anything yeah. Else. And some of it, like, uh, the survival food he took, like he's had that and yeah. he just wanted to eat some of it, uh, which we had a little bit of oatmeal and that was it. Mm-hmm. Like we had plenty of food. So like I said, next year, I think if I'm on an ADV bike, we'll, um, you know, we'll, we'll look at maybe some more off-road and more like camping off the bikes. Yeah. Um, cause I think the XSR will do decent. Yeah. Um, you know, I hope you're not, not talking about mine. Or yeah. XCR or whatever it is. Yeah. But it'd be cool to like do a, a couple dinners off the bike. Yeah. Heck yeah. Um, but yeah, I just looked. The cot I bought was ninety nine bucks, and the tent was seventy nine. Yeah, and I mean, you know, and honestly, like I like REI and I like to support them, and it's a co op, and you get dividends. But tents that size are three or four hundred bucks. Yeah, I don't even know about a cot that packs up like that. But yeah. I was pretty impressed with the cot. Yeah, yeah, my tent was thirty six bucks, and my sleeping pad was probably 25 and it had an air pump built in which you just push with your hand until you can't push with your hand anymore which I kind of like that because I didn't have yeah. to have an exterior pump but yeah I was super cheapo my my bags my tent and my sleeping pad was under 100 probably around 100 bucks you know it's hard because like with families we don't go you yeah know, it's once or twice a year at the most yeah like actually one thing I was looking at and Sins was on board with except he already bought a bike but and none of my found had side bags but honestly, you can rent a bike for 350 400 bucks for those four days. Yeah. And, but I'm also weird. I like having my own bike. Yeah. You know, I would have hated to have something go sideways on, on someone, someone else's, else's bike. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, I get it. I don't know how far away we were, but we went up to like Pismo Beach and stuff like that. I'm not how, sure how far that is from LA area, but we went up to Central Cal mm-hmm. and in. So, yeah, the um, furthest point was Saturday and, um, what is it, Cambria? Yeah. So, yeah. So we had a, we had a ragtag, uh, bunch of stuff. It was really cool between us and Siddons. And he had that little tiny compressor that was like the size of a beer can. Like we had everything covered. Luckily we didn't need any of it. Um, so let's roll through the, uh, the first day. This is some place that you guys had stayed before and we Mm -hmm. booked, uh, or what you guys booked, um, last year and we went there again this year and, Uh, we, we lit out of here. You guys met over here at three. We synced up our comms. This is the first time I've ever ridden with comms. I got to yeah. say it was pretty cool. My one downer is that it's not as loud as I wish it was. Yeah. I couldn't hear above 65 with mine. Yeah. Me neither. And I got a brand new Senna that someone else recommended with the HD headphones. Yeah. And part of it, like the sport bike and the head up in the air and the icon stuff, the icon helmet's not known to be the quietest. Yeah. I was actually wondering, could I take, is there like some kind of super thin sound deadening tape? Yeah. That I could pull the foam out of the helmet, tape up the inside, especially where the ears are, and then put the foam back in. Yeah. You know what I've seen too is people have those like neck gaiters that is like a, like it's a turtle on the side. neck. I could put my hand yeah. on the side of my helmet and it would go away yeah. on that side. Mine too. I would put my hand on 
in my chin with all my fingers touching mm-hmm. together, and it would make enough of a buffer that it would blow the wind down onto my chest, mm-hmm. and it knock out twenty percent of the noise I was hearing. As soon as I took it away, it was like, you know, it went from mm-hmm. like to yeah. So it was still there, and I still couldn't hear great, but it wasn't. And so intense that I yeah. couldn't hear it. And at every all. helmet's going to be different on where they make noise. And yeah, how they make noise. Some but. of them make it around the visors. Some of mm-hmm. them make it underneath. You know, if they don't have a good tune. So there's different ways people get around that. But I'm the same with you. I couldn't hear over a certain things. Mm-hmm. So when I'd hear it talking, I'd like slow down real quick yeah, and yeah. listen. To what yeah, saying. I think for Sins it was different because he had a full visor on his bike or yeah. full windshield. Oh on yeah, his bike. he had a huge so windscreen. But. Um, so Friday, yeah, we lit out of here a little after three and uh, we went to eat at a place called the Rock Inn in like nurse north of Santa Clarita. Took mostly back roads to get to the place too. Yep. We hopped on the freeway for maybe 10 or 15 miles. And before you go any further on that, all the warnings were saying, hey, if you're going to get out of LA period or out of SoCal, wait between, wait until after seven o'clock at night <laughs> yeah, because yeah. there's no way you're getting out of here. And we lit out at three and mm-hmm. we were fine being on bikes. We split lanes mm-hmm. where we had to and we got off the freeway. Like you said, we weren't on very long. Yeah, it wasn't that bad yet as I think they thought it was going to get bad earlier and it wasn't. Yeah. But yeah, we took back roads all the way up there. Um, had a cool little dinner at this cool little place called the Rock Inn that's usually popular bike spot on weekends. Like good canyons to get up there like from Santa Clarita it's a super fun ride uh we went what little Tahunga across and then to Santa Clarita and yep. up some road there and like yep. it was super cool kind of Had, sand canyony I think or I think yeah maybe that was one of the roads um and then went across never even got on the freeway and went all the way to Fraser Park and then filled up and then went up to the place we stayed in Pine Mountain Club yep and it's a little sweet Airbnb owned by this couple. The uh, the husband works from home. I think the wife now, her thing is like the Airbnb. They had went up there before on vacation and the old couple that owned it wanted to sell it. And when the pandemic started, the husband started working from home. So they bought it and that's where they live. He's a motorcycle guy. He's got a little Ducati monster. Um, so he was like telling us these roads are super fun and that road's super fun. And honestly the ones, so he does this little loop back to his house. And last year we backtracked a little bit. We went back to this little pizza shop and then we went South and the road was awesome. Yeah. This year we went just West from where they did. We didn't backtrack and the road was awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Every road, even getting to the rock Inn, we know those roads are awesome. We ride those all the time. Getting from there to Fraser Park was freaking amazing. Yeah. And that whole area is so beautiful. When people, I don't know if when people think of Southern California, they think of beaches, they think of yeah. LA, maybe some desert. Yeah. But we went from our kind of like hilly, our scrubby mountains mm. here over into these pines. And like, yeah. I don't even know what type of pines they were, but it, it reminded me of Big Bear, like where the yeah. snow and stuff is, into these pine mountain forests up there. So we hit all sorts of scenery also yeah. and hit yeah. all sorts of elevation. And the, like, like Wigan said, the roads were just like second to none. Mm-hmm. Um, Carvin Canyons the whole time. Good for me, it's good because. It feels like you're going fast. You're getting those G forces, but you're not doing eighty. So yeah. I get way better gas mileage, ironically, carbon <laughs> corners than I yeah, do. Yeah, you were doing good, dude, until we got like a little <laughs> bit of freeway, freeway and then yeah. it just sucked. Yeah. So Pine Mountain Club is the name of the uh, the the whole town, right? The whole that yeah, whole yeah. area up there. Uh, we ended up getting there. The guy's really cool too. Those that couple was super the, sweet. Yeah, the Airbnb is called 
Old Bear Airbnb. Uh-huh. Shout out to them. They're super sweet. Like cool little spot. They actually did breakfast this year because they could. Last year they couldn't. Um, there's a bunch of planners hanging out of old helmets. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty rad. And the husband's a musician, which is extra cool. Super. Yeah, literally I don't think a that's his day writer. job. I think that was like he's oh. done that in the past. And yeah. I think, he, but yeah, I think he said he's just, been gigging since he was like 16 or something. Yeah, he yeah. Said. But they're super nice, and like I said, the husband rides motorcycles, so he's super excited that we show up. And um, yeah, they're um, I got an awesome little place. Yeah, and like every mountain town, it doesn't stay open super late. No, so we went to this place called the Perch up there, and they had some killer food. It was a little expensive, but whatever. Especially the food. Food was yeah. The appetizers weren't cheap. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to say, dude, I was not expecting the stuff. They were playing the shins. They were playing Neutral Milk Hotel, amongst oh, yeah, other yeah. stuff. And I was like, dude, I don't know if this was somebody's, you know. Yeah, that's like I, someone's playlist. That yeah, they had probably, their playlist but. on or what. But it was a pretty bitchin' uh, soundtrack to hang out to. Beautiful scenery, right? And um, and me and Wiggins, I don't remember Sid was like doing something. He had like a business call or something. He was, yeah, he did for a little bit. Yeah. People were blowing him up that whole weekend. He's, <laughs> you know, he's in the entertainment industry. So people he's were going busy. nuts. Yeah. So me and you were sitting there shooting the shit around a little fire pit. It's really legit, cool, yeah. fun town. Think Big Bear, but shrunk down to five blocks rather than yeah. like a whole sprawling town now. And it's just mm-hmm. cool. Um, yeah. Super nice place. And it's probably hour and a half from LA. Yeah. If that. And, uh, I mean, beautiful motorcycle roads. Yeah. Beautiful. And if you were in LA, you could go up on a Friday or Saturday, stay there. You could ride back roads there. And then you could let out of there Saturday or Sunday, whatever the next day was. And then you could take the road we took, which I don't remember what it was, over to the 33 down into Ojai. And then you can take back roads all the way back to LA. Yeah. So you could do just an overnighter like there. A, yeah, and it exactly. Would be awesome. Exactly. And there's something about riding a bike. When you see that stuff in a car, it, it looks cool. When you see like a when you see a landscape in, in a car, it's cool. But when you're in a bike, it's like you're in that landscape. Yeah, yeah. You know, imagine hauling ass into Yosemite Valley at 60 miles an hour with an unobscured view. You know, there's no nothing around you, no roof, no windshield to look out of. The views that we hit going through these hills. It's just awe-inspiring. You're in this tight little canyon, and then all of a sudden it'll open it up, and you'll just see this like sprawling mm-hmm. valley and some huge mountains and shit. So it was really, uh, really great roads. And I don't know if that's what you rode last year or not, but you picked some goodies. A lot, a lot of it was the same, and a, a little bit of it definitely changed some, um, but not much. Like I said, when we left, were you going on comms the whole time, or was that? Did you know that route from last year? I knew they were out from last year. Got you. So I knew last year I spent hours, like a few, gotcha. quite a few hours on Google Maps going, ooh, there's this road, ooh, there's that yeah, road. And yeah. how far, a lot of what I wanted with the trip, which we did pretty good with, was we rode a lot so we were tired and we were on a motorcycle trip. Yeah. But we didn't ride so much that we didn't enjoy our stops. Right. And we had time at our stops and we could relax and we weren't in a rush. You know, we weren't trying to get, I mean, I guess on Saturday a little bit we worked, we were setting up camp, but we weren't like in a rush to get somewhere because we had to right. have dinner plans yeah. and we got four or 500 miles to burn. Right, <laughs> like, right. uh, we did, we were, it was three and a half, four days, however you look at it. Basically Friday we did most of our riding in the evening. But, um, I mean, we did 150 miles, I think on Friday. Yeah. So 
And it was, uh, we did 750 miles is what I clocked over when I got home. Okay. So, so just shy of a iron butt. Um, yeah, but that's and supposed then, to be in one day. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> and it didn't feel like I wasn't, I was tired at the end of the day. And I think the more I ride, like I've ridden all day before. And like at the end of the day, you're making mistakes, you're fatigued, you're like ready, to, your back's hurting, you're ready to get off the bike and you're riding like shit. Mm-hmm. I've done that before. And this, I didn't, I was still riding like shit, but I, it wasn't cause I was tired. It was just cause like I was having too much fun, you know, like. Yeah. You got a little excited. On there's sometimes like I got a little excited. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about a few of those, but Friday into into Saturday was such a cool experience. Their whole rock in the old bear, um, all of that stuff. Breakfast was cool. They they mm-hmm. she cooked us breakfast, and there was some people that were staying there that had come in that later that night or something. So it was a really cool environment. B and Bs are just fun because you meet new people. You get mm-hmm. to talk about some crap. We lit out of there. Um, I forget what time we headed out. Ten maybe. Yeah, maybe a little before. Yeah, where did we head after that? So I don't remember the road we were on. I'd have to look at a map again. But if you look up Pine Mountain Club, if you're in SoCal, there's two roads over to the 33. Yeah. One of them you backtrack a little bit, like about halfway to Fraser Park. And the other one you just stay on the main road that we were on. So we stayed on the road. It actually goes up to the 160, I think it is. And then you go make a left on 160 and like two miles down, there's a 33. Yeah. And if you um, are into like ADV and camping and off highway vehicle shit, we're not, it's not too far from Gorman, right? It's like, yeah. Mount, Gorman. Uh, Pine Mountain is uh, just west of Gorman. Right. So you kind of, you kind of know the area, Gorman. you know, there's yeah. a lot of murders. Uh, actually the host, uh, one of the hosts, she listened to a uh, murder podcast because we were talking yeah, about yeah, podcasts. Yeah. I said, you probably never heard of creative writing, but she listened to plenty of murders and yeah. to live and die in LA, the lady was killed and buried up there. I can see why it's mm. pretty, pretty uh, empty. Yeah, you just there. got in the middle of nowhere so yeah. quick. Yeah. So, right. So we kept heading a little bit West and we actually went out of our way um, to make the ride better. So when we got to the 160, the 160 actually goes directly over to Santa Maria, which we went through later that day. Yeah. But we hung a left and we went back south down to Ojai. For time, we skipped lunch there. And then uh, we hooked around, went up through Santa Barbara, up to Los Olivos. We stopped and visited my buddy at Sarloose Wines. And we all had a little glass of wine. We went and got sandwiches down the street. That place is rad. And yeah. I have to say, when my... When my family, we usually do a trip up the coast every year. And last time we went up to Cambria, we stopped in that town. I didn't know it until we went to the sandwich place. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy crap, we've been to the sandwich place before. Yeah, it's a beautiful little yeah. town outside of Solvang. Um, the I- owner, Keith Sarloos, is a motorcycle guy. He's good friends with Carrie Hart. He puts a lot of miles. He's got an Indian Challenger. I think he's I a think. Challenger, yeah. And he's got a rad FXRP. Um, so he's a big motorcycle guy. He loves motorcycles. That's how I met him was through motorcycle stuff. So... Um, um, I like stopping and seeing him when I can, and it's kind of on the trip, and it's a cool little, like, I don't know, it's a cool thing to be on a motorcycle trip and go, like, wine tasting. Yeah, 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 and that <laughs> town was perfect I mean? for like, it. It is, yeah. The, the other thing that was cool was there was a lot of people out since it was Memorial Day, since half of L.A. had emptied up into that, you know, part of mm-hmm. Central Coast. There was a lot of peep watching to do. The food at a winery is obviously good. So um, the food in that town is really good. So we did a lot of um, goblin and, and wine tasting, peep watching. It was uh, the whole, we got the whole experience yeah. that day. That was pretty fun. Um, 
And then we lit out of there. We still had an hour and a half or so after that. I, I always think it's real close and it's not. Yeah. yeah. So especially, we, when you're, especially when you're doing back roads. Like. Well, actually that <laughs> we stayed on the highway mostly. That was our biggest highway stint other than coming home. Right. And actually that was probably more. It didn't, it just didn't feel like a highway because it wasn't well, like the five. It, it's the it's 101, like, not, yeah. not like the five. Yeah. So, or the 14 that we got on too. Yeah. So we went like all the way up. Lanes wide. And yeah. Yeah. It was real small. Highway. Yeah. It's a, t, it's a two lane for sure. I didn't realize. So last year we went and stayed in San Luis Obispo. So Chris found a cool camping spot. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, so he found a camp spot just outside of Cambria. And on a map, it's like, oh, cool, 20 minutes. I feel like it was a lot more. I feel yeah. like it was 45 minutes at least. Yeah. And the XCR just like it drinks at that speed. Yeah. And the Tiger and the RC, like we were chilling at 80. Yeah. And you're pinned. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean that thing will go faster, but I just it just doesn't like it. This doesn't yeah. feel like it likes to do a like a hundred for a sustained yeah. um, period of time, and it's only got a three gallon tank. So yeah. the fa- it gets it gets forty five miles to the gallon at sixty, yeah. right? But at eighty, it goes down pretty <laughs> at 80, considerably. It cuts it in. Where my RC, I don't even put in six gear until eighty. Yeah, yeah. It could just so. It, it's and it's notoriously overgeared, but and, still. And it's a V twin too, but you got a five or six gallon tank, right? On that, and it's a race V twin. <laughs> right, yeah, right. So it's it's a little bit easier to go speeds and sip the yeah. gas a little nicer yeah. than being like revved out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Siddons has that XC, which has like the fuel tanks extend down the side. You yeah, know, it's like, a big tank, <laughs> it's a big and it's you tank. know it's a big triple. I think he was getting a little bit get better gas mileage than the RC fifty one was, mm-hmm. but it, it's punching a big hole in the wind. But that's what it's made to do. Yeah, like the reason he got a big, and the reason I'm looking at a big ADV bike is where we live. Like I don't want to ride ten minutes and go off road. Like I want to be able to ride like you know where we could meet up at like four a.m. Yeah. and get to Central Coast. Coast, right, and then set up camp and then go ADV right. around there, or ride out to California City instead of riding, yeah, for twenty minutes out. To yeah, and the idea, the- to me anyway, the idea with a big ADV bike is it's not just an off-road bike; it's an, an adventure bike. It's also a touring bike. Yeah, and I can literally swap out tires and ride across country on Most it. Most ADV, the adventure is part mm-hmm. of that. Most of them aren't off-road; they're not good off-road, and they're not great touring. They're right, good right. at they're going to mix. Yep. Um, so yeah, you guys were getting great gas mileage. Oh yeah. Bring in my plants. Uh, you guys were getting great gas mileage and I wasn't, I was definitely holding the, holding this back from getting there. But then we rolled into camp at the, uh, the campground that we had to book. He booked it because he wasn't sure we couldn't really find anything else. And yeah. I, I was looking at I Overlander. I'm looking at um, Z Traveler that was on the Misfits for a little bit. She has uh, that um, uh, Bunker Biker website. I was looking at that. I was looking all over for places for people that would let us camp in their backyard. But he booked something on Hip Camp. And I'll let you. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you talk about that. Oh, and we came in the back way to it, so I had no idea how close we were to Cambria. We were literally a yeah, yeah. hundred yards from the sign that says like Cambria Palms, but I didn't know it. And I go to Cambria all the time, and I didn't recognize that area because we come up from the coast and come in, not from the mountains in. And so, we like went and well, we came in from the coast, but you guys go up to the road that goes through town. Yeah, and yeah, we, yeah. We took the south road off the side of it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we pull into this 
camp spot that he found. Right. And riding up the coast was freezing. Remember, it was 50. Yeah, it got cold. 48, for sure. I think he yeah, said it was yeah. at that intersection. Yeah, I was not warm. That's right. We went up the one, and which is the coast highway, and it was cold. It got cold and cloudy. So the uh, this place we booked on Hip Camp, and he said there were reviews. And again, we were kind of short on options, and it ended up being a fine spot. Yeah, but it said it had like a spa, and the spa was a sulfur pool. Yeah, with like runoff out of the mountain it's that was cold. Dank. It wasn't. Well, I mean that's the sulfur. That is what it is. But um, the the pool, the hot tub thing that it ran into that wasn't hot, had like half inch of algae built up on the sides. <laughs> like it had not been cleaned yeah. in years. And then it had these two bathtubs set out that are supposed to be like all cool. You know, you can like relax in the bathtub and check out the stars. Yeah. But they were gross. Yeah. The shower it had was, uh, I believe there was hot water in the shower, but instead of like a modern hot water heater that was like electric and shit, it was an old school, big, like out of a home, hot water heater. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it, the shower was like strung across a pallet that was built over this like rickety lean yeah. to that just had like a one of those like hoses yeah, yeah. that you hook up to a sink hanging down. And it, again, the like it, it had potential, it had a ton of potential actually. Like the ideas yeah. were right, but even the, the shower had like cobwebs that were 50 years old yeah. like, I was like dude you need to pressure wash this yeah. shit out of here and, and like, it had three sheets hanging around it, it was only three walls so it had yeah, three yeah. sheets hanging around it so if you're naked all the way yeah which I guess I mean you can shower in a swimsuit so like the yeah. the idea was cool I mean it very it, very rustic let's it, just put it that way yeah and but primitive. not a good way yeah. again it could have been they also needed goats to eat out a lot of the weeds and the poison ivy and god shit. there's tons of poison oak everywhere um, I mean, we had a cool spot that was flat. It was right on the creek. Like they did hang yeah. a bunch of those like little Costco Christmas light bulb things. So yeah, you could- string um, lights all over. Yeah, all the string lights. So that was easy. Um, but just rolling to the place, we we're rolling, we dude. turning off the road. We we're going down this country road and it gets rougher and rougher. And you guys, so, the RC was eating it up. I, w I felt like I was riding over- <laughs> Oh, like I was. I constant was potholes. But and the um You look smooth. So when we got through the gate, you had to like wait, hang on. Before we got to the gate, we were not even sure if we were on the right road. Yeah, because it was so small. There were no signs anywhere. No signs anywhere. We could have easily put up some nice signage. The road just ended. And yeah. I was like, dude, let's go down to the end of the cold sac. And then there was a real small sign that said campers here. Yep. So you like you go through the gate and immediately there's a junkyard. Yeah. And then there was someone like in a camper staying, right? Like a pull behind your truck yeah, camper. Yeah, like a fifth wheel, yeah. But they weren't camping in a camper. They were living, living full in time camper, yeah. in that camper. There was another one, like if you went over this little creek, same thing, like someone living back there in a camper. Do you ever see that movie Dust Till Dawn? Out behind the restaurant where it's just a junkyard of empty cars from the people that died inside dust. That's what it reminded me. We drive down there and there's just a ton of cars. Like, who do these belong yeah, to? Dude. Yeah. And there's two campers with people, obviously, that live there full time and yeah. all these empty cars. And it's like, yeah. they entice people back here and kill them. And that's yeah. exactly what we're I even joked into. with Siddons, we heard a chainsaw. And I was yeah. like, let's just follow the chainsaw. It sounds like they're getting rid of the campers from last night. <laughs> right, dude. So we pull back in there. Like, we, you found a sign on the ground that said campers this way that we didn't even see like up this little dirt yeah, hill. Yeah, it was up the hill and so you wouldn't have seen it until you went Dude, up there the were hill. three houses on the property without 
running water, I think, or electricity. Dirt roads everywhere. Yeah. So I just got lucky and went yeah. up the hill and saw the sign because I could have picked like one at of one any time. Trail. I think it was probably a little hippie commune. Probably. And it's definitely not anymore. Yeah. Um, it's just a junkyard. Like we saw some lady that had a bunch of mess cars on her face. Yeah, she was a little rough. There was a house right by like the main campground that was like no running water. And again, it should that house should have been empty and you should have been able to rent that out also. Yeah. But it wasn't. There was like this dad and his three kids living in it, yeah. and maybe a mom too. I have no idea. No running water. I don't think electricity, like, but they were living in that. And I'm like, dude, that's well, they had electricity because the lights went out. Remember, he turned the lights out. The, oh, yeah. They probably point. did have electricity because we had electricity in the trees. But there was no running water. No running water. No toilets. Yeah. The yeah. campground had no toilets. Yeah. There was supposedly in the main house, and I'm not rich, real sure which one the main one was. Yeah. I think it was the one down the hill from the spa, but there was also the one up the hill when we were pulling yeah. out. Three so, similarly mm. built... I would call these forestry cabins kind where they're of, yeah. kind of rough. They're for yeah. you to come and camp in while you cut timber yeah. and Which not is, live permanently. Again, if they were like clean and they were just for you to rent for the weekend, yeah. they'd be awesome. Cause like, you know, the, the little one by us, like, you know, one of the walls was all glass. Like it wasn't a yeah. wall. So you could see into the place. Well, that's cool. If no one's living there, if they're just staying there for the weekend, yeah. but it, yeah, it had like tons of potential, but, yeah. uh, but it was, it was also sketchy. scary for a little bit. Yeah. The only people there when we pulled in was a group of um, probably like five or six Muslim uh, people. Like I think little... there were three families and then some kids. Right. And, so and so yeah. So and there was boy. A, yeah. There was were a... they happy to see three rednecks on motorcycles? Dude, they looked. Yeah. When they saw us rolling down, they were ha- happily shocked and surprised. Yeah. I, I guarantee there's never been a time in their life when they were so happy to see three white dudes on motorcycles. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh my God, we're not the only ones. Yeah, one of them looked at me. I walked across this little bridge to look at a spot. And when I walked back, she looked at me and didn't say a word. And her face was just like, what the fuck did we get into? Yeah. <laughs> and and that's like, how I felt. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Dude, for sure. We were all on the same page. Yeah. Those little kids came cruising up on dirt, like little mini dirt bike and a quad and no parent supervision. No parents anywhere. Fucking crashing. No one jump. ever talked to us the whole time to uh-uh. say, hey, I mean, one of the kids did, but that's not appropriate. No. It's like no adult was like, oh yeah, this is a camp spot. That's a camp spot. Nothing that, was marked. That kid was 11 tops, dude. Yeah. It, ridiculous. And he's like, you could park wherever, like you could look around and we're like, dude, where's your, Hey, where's your parents? This is like children of the corn. Yeah. Yeah. In the town, where's your parents? And B, he was just like, I don't know, like kind of camp wherever. And then I I see a sign that says, pick your site, set up your camp and then pull next to your camp. That was literally the only rules of this place. No one ever checked. No one ever, uh, the dad came down. I was waiting on nude people to walk by, like it was a yeah. nudist hippie colony, right, dude. Yeah. I didn't even know. Hell yeah! You're like, awesome. what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. And by the next, by that morning, we were the us and the Muslim families were the only ones there at first. Yeah. Throughout some people the, came in that night. Throughout the night, there was a, a, a couple vans, some other yeah, people yeah. over there by this trail to the spa. Um, sleeping over in that patch of yeah. poison oak. And there was this cool spot behind that little house that we went and looked at too. We could have pulled the bikes into and everything, yeah. but we couldn't have had a fire. It was a hundred percent covered in like dandelion. Yeah, fluff. yeah, yeah. Like, dude, there was just fluff every it was like it was like we were camping on a fur carpet. And that would have been a little rough had we started the fire over there yeah. and started the whole hill on fire. But um we camped next to a camp ring and we had a fire and it was no problem and everything was good. And when we headed out of there that night for, uh, we set up camp and then went into town. 
you immediately turn right out of this driveway uh, once you get down. I don't know how long do you think that road was? Like a, at least a mile, at least maybe no, maybe more. I think it was only half a mile, but you think so? You couldn't see back there, which doesn't matter how long it is. Like like that whole from when you get oh when we got off the main road, then we yeah. had the gravel road back to the little cul- yeah 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 to like the that. gravel cul de sac, and then plus a half mile yeah. after that. Yeah. yeah, that gravel cul de sac wasn't very far, but I'm talking about the bumpy road. And then once you get off the bumpy part, you get onto the smooth oh the road. bumpy road was two or three miles long off the off yeah. the main road out of Cambria. Yeah yeah yeah, and then you get into town. So yeah, it was a little bit back there through these amazing houses. Um, the next morning, I went in went out there, and there was like deer eating in that. Uh, I don't know what they were growing out there, but it was a really tall crop, whatever it was, um, like corn or something. Bunch of deer out there, peregrine falcons flying over. Central Cal has a ton of turkey vultures everywhere. You know, they're they're all over. But it was just really cool to be out in nature, and I got to agree that that was really cool. So we turn into Camria that night and go to this really sick little dive bar. I don't even remember what it was called, but... I've been to Cambria a hundred times, never went past that last store at the very end, that like liquor store. So I didn't even know that that road was, went anywhere and that you can basically see that bridge from the end of town and never knew what was back there. But boy, did we stay in a pretty (laughs) gnarly spot. Yeah, Yeah, that was pretty fun. Um, what did we eat that night? I forget. We were going to wait for Lynn's to eat the Oliveri pie. We had an Italian place. Oh yeah. Fuck. We walked to the other end of town. And nobody wanted to walk back, so we just ended up eating at some weird fucking Italian place called the Black Cat or something like that, right behind that sketchy bicycle yeah, yeah. shop or in front of that sketchy bicycle shop. And we ended up paying a lot of money for food that was actually pretty good. I mean, it turned out to be pretty good. And um, the beer was pretty good, and it's not what I would have wanted, uh, but I afterwards I was like, you know, I'm with you guys. I didn't feel like walking all the way back through fucking town to stand in line at Lynn's right before they closed. So oh, I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I, I know afterwards, but we had like fried Brussels sprouts and fried olives and all this shit. It was pretty good. I, I have to admit, like the food was better than I thought. But right, it wasn't what I would have picked. And it definitely didn't fit. We literally probably went to the fanciest restaurant in Cambria, and that did not fit where we were staying at all. We could have been eating fucking possums at that campground, and that would have been more fitting than the shit we ate at that at that restaurant. Um, so the next morning, you guys got all packed up. I woke up f- super early that night. We went to bed around 11 or 12 that night. And I woke up before six. I was up at like five or five thirty, and I had to lay back down and force myself to go back to sleep. Um, so what I should have done is got up and packed to go. But you guys, because um, you guys were packed up about ten twenty minutes before I was. But the next morning, I think you went. Not only did you want to go take a dump in the woods, but you went to that shower thing, right? The spa. Was that the? Yeah, that I was walked that, up there. Yeah, that was that next morning. And then, if I would have known I was gonna have to take a dump, I would have grabbed a shovel and toilet paper. <laughs> but I didn't know until I got almost there. How did? They, and I was like, "It's cool. I'm sure there's something up here by the woods." That's what I thought. I and walked up there too, thinking wasn't. I'm gonna have to take a crap after all this food we ate last night and all the beer. And then I walk up there, and I was like, "Oh, there's nothing up here. I could shit in the shower. It probably wouldn't have made a difference. It probably would have made no it one would have noticed it for days." <laughs> no, I know. So, yeah, it was super primitive. I don't think there was a shower, a toilet on that property, but you could have just gone and sat in one of the abandoned cars and take a crap in the hole that was inevitably chewed in the 
passenger seat and it would have worked out just fine. Yeah. But yeah, that was pretty rad. And the fun part was that was our first adventure on dirt. So we got a ride of dirt, Wiggins, um, and a f- bumpy ass road out there. Wiggins, uh, RC did pretty good on dirt, man. I gotta say it was a uh, pretty fun watching you, um, tackle that. I think you just you, have to stay slow on it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, we didn't do breakfast in Cambria, did we? I don't think we did. We no, lit out we of there. we went out to Santa Margarita. Right. For um, that Mexican place. Oh, hell yeah. That's right. We were going to meet uh, meet one of um, Sidden's friends out there. So we lit out. Did we do any freeway on that? I can't remember if we did freeway on there. Just a little bit. We took some back roads over and then hopped on the 101 for a few miles. Yeah. So Santa Margarita was the next spot. We went out there to this place that I wish I could remember the name of it because it was, I think it was called Barrio Mexican food or something like that or El Barrio. And no, it was uh, Ramona or something like that. Okay. Yeah. I, I wish I could remember the name because it was pretty good, dude. And and the food was good. Oh, we it met was his buddy. Good. But if you pull into Santa Margarita, there's like four places. Right. So it's you not, can't miss it. Yeah. It's not very, not very much stuff there. And, uh, yeah, the waitress was so she was so weird at first, but she was so sweet. Like she was very attentive uh, to our needs. She kind of seemed like an out of work actress. Her delivery, you know what I'm saying? Like the <laughs> yeah, way she yeah. was talking. She just had this peculiar way of speaking. Food was f- fantastic, and we were headed that after that night. We were headed to uh, that was that was when we went over to Brady's. Okay, right. Because that was Sunday morning, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, so Saturday we spent in Cambria and at the weird old campsite. Sunday we headed over, and we told Brady we'd be there in two hours. So he gave us, he dropped us a pin. Well, two hours later, after stopping for gas seven times because of my ass <laughs> and winding <laughs> through all these back back hills, um, we finally made it out to Arvid, California, or Arvin, Arvin or Arvid. And Brady had been waiting there for like 45 minutes, so that sucked. And, uh, yeah, we kind of, I think we hit the freeway a couple times. We went across the desert. We hit the Carrizo pl- plane, which is a whole nother topic. Like, well, we should talk about that thing, but yeah, you guys are hauling ass and I was keeping up, but I knew the faster we went, the more we'd have, I'd run out of fuel. How many times do you think my fuel light came on? <laughs> you were the only one. I figured the RC would more, but you were the one, but yeah. you have a tiny, tiny, tiny yeah. tank. It's three gallons. The fuel light comes on when there's a. 2.1 gallons has been consumed. So it came on quite a bit at the speeds that we were, we were doing. So I just didn't want to run out of gas in the middle of nowhere. And then we really screw things up. So we, we stopped quite a bit for gas, uh, met Brady in Arvid, I think it was, or Arvin, whatever uh, the hell the name of it. Bakersfield. Yeah. Just outside of Bakersfield, I think on the East side. And, uh, he took us from there. That was pretty fun. We met up, I topped off even though we had just topped off. Oh yeah. No, when we, when we went to, um, was that Swing Dance Festival? That was before Brady's, right? No, that was after. That was oh, okay. That was uh, on the way back down to Hatchapi. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So we we met Brady. He took us on this road called Breckenridge, uh, and that was pretty amazing. That was not on an RC fifty one. Yeah. But other than that, it was amazing. Gipton there was fun. He's you know he's on his Norton Commando. He's t- he's tucked. He's doing you know hauling ass. That thing is pretty quick. He's flying through. That was my first one of my first. Uh, 
I think we made it past Breckenridge when I blew my first corner. Oh yeah, that's something I forgot to talk about when we were no, leaving. You definitely blew a corner Saturday night leaving the campground. Yeah, when we were when we were going when we were leaving the campground, um, we were heading out. The sun, I couldn't see shit. I see Siddons disappear around this corner, and as I come up to it, I can't tell. I had that in, inner visor <laughs> down that was blue, yeah. and it filtered everything, and I couldn't tell what was road and what was dirt because there was this big old corner that was full of this gr- weird gray colored dirt and I couldn't tell what was dirt and what was road especially with the sun right in my eyes and I totally went off and luckily didn't eat shit on the so second corner I went off actually into the dirt was uh, following Brady <laughs> after Breckenridge but yeah Breckenridge is this road that goes up through this old uh, resort town it was a wagon trail it's on open range so a cow could meander across the road at any time the bottom was pretty cool it still had some potholes and some loose gravel and asphalt yeah, yeah. but once you got up to the top in the mountains it looked like nobody had been on that road and it, it seems like azusa you know where they shut 39 off and you can if you got a mountain bike or a dirt bike you can kind of like get around the fence but it hasn't been maintained since like i don't know 1980 something or, or yeah, late 90s. It's been a while. That's how I felt Breckenridge was, and I, f- I really felt for Wiggins because I was keeping up with Brady, and then I looked back, and I didn't even see you. And I was like, dude, I'm not going to ditch you. Plus, the SCR wasn't – it's, quote, a scrambler, but it's not a scrambler. It's, it's a, like riding a bolt. It's like riding a, you know any other cruiser up there. And Brady hadn't been like 600 miles yet, so he was racing. Yeah, day, right? he was just hauling ass, and it was a lot of fun. But then – you know, so I hung back with you, and that road was torturous for me. I could only imagine your RC. You just got it set up last time we went to Willow for. Oh, it wasn't even that. There's just there was gravel. Everywhere. Oh, everywhere. So you couldn't like if you went hot into a corner, you couldn't get on the brakes. Uh-uh. So you had to be super super careful. Yeah, there was a few times where I went in and the bike is sl- starting to slide, so I it wanted to stand up, and then like I tried to lean it and stand up again, and I literally took the, ended up taking the corner at like two or three miles an hour straight up turning it like a bicycle because I just, you're not going fast enough to lean over at that point. You just lean Mm -hmm. over and you tip over. So yeah, it was, it was really weird gravel everywhere. I kicked no less than two rocks that weekend. One at fucking 40 miles an hour. (laughs) That really fucking, I ripped the icon. Even little, little tiny rocks. You gotta be careful kicking. God. Yeah. And I blew one at probably like 30 or 40 miles an hour, a big one. And it, I thought I broke my toe for a minute and then, and it ripped the icon boot testament to the icon, uh, boots that you gave me that it, uh, ripped it. And that, those things are so thick and fat at the front that luckily it didn't, my foot didn't even get bruised. It just hurt like hell for you know, the rest of the day. <laughs> but yeah, that road was crazy. Um, Sidden said, you know, after a while I hung back with you and him and Brady ripped up and, you know, ripped on. And he said there was even a point where Brady hit some gravel went up into the dirt in on the mountain and just looked back at him and like went, whew, you know, and just kept kept it pinned and kept going. You kind of got to ride it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a, I blew no fewer than probably half a dozen corners on the twisty roads that we were going on, went into the dirt twice, almost went off a cliff once because I was looking in the rearview mirror to see if you were back there. And then I looked straight, <laughs> the road was turning <laughs> and I, yeah. couldn't, I knew I couldn't slam on the brakes. It was a hell of a trip that day. Um, but yeah, it was a fun, fun ride. And, and I got to say, uh, where Brady lives is a, is a beautiful open, open country. It's really, really amazing out there. So that night, man, we made it to Brady's house and he lives on a fucking dirt road. How was that on the RC? Yeah. 
You did pretty that good. One on that one wasn't too bad. There's the there was a few soft loose spots that were yeah. sketchy, but other than that, it was good. Yeah. When I hit the sand and, and I saw Sidden's foot come down, I was like, oh shit, wigs might wash out right <laughs> here. But yeah, you did fine. I have to say that dirt road was smoother than that paved Breckenridge road was. <laughs> it was for sure. That thing was tore up. But given your point, you know, next year you could probably have an ADV bike in the stable. Uh, there was a lot of fun places that we passed all the way from there and back that we can hit up now and we can camp. There's a ton of dirt roads. Uh, Gorman, yeah. from the first place we went to, Pine Mountain Club. Gorman's right there. Uh, Pismo Dunes, before they close those down, uh, the Oceano Dunes up there in Pismo Beach, they're gonna they're trying to get those closed down to recreation soon. So when you get your ADV, maybe that's one of our camping trips. We'll have to go up there and... Uh, go on the beach while you still can and uh, ride the dunes one last time up there. Head in. There's a bunch of dirt roads. We, I, we, I say we go back to that weird campsite and poach some of those trails and see if we get shot at <laughs> or thrown in a wood chipper. And then up by Brady's house, just a ton of dirt roads everywhere Tons up there. Of stuff. Yeah. So everywhere we went was pretty, pretty cool. Um, Brady's house was the pinnacle, and it was super fun. We got there. We bullshitted about motorcycles for a little bit. If you know Brady and Caroline, you know they both race with Arma. They put on the Ramming Speed Classic track days. We're always talking about them. It's where Wiggins uh, introduced me to Tony and Eric from the now Bagger Racing League, but then they were just a bunch of kooks on dinas, you know, Mm -hmm. cruising around. Um, So all of that stuff kind of gravitates around Brady. Um, So it was fun to stay at his pad. I, I had two margaritas and four or five beers, and then we jump on mini bikes, so I could barely walk straight, and I sure as hell couldn't drive straight. I would think I was laying down in the in the weeds more than I was. Uh, I was trying to even find you. I couldn't even find you guys. You guys, you guys all got on this like mini bike train and disappeared. And so I was looking around. His property is pretty big, so I think you guys were on the other side of the hill by the time I found you. And then you're coming back as I'm going down. So it was it was no fun for me. I just I kept crashing and stalling and trying to walk you know i couldn't even couldn't even see straight at that point so i was just just having a blast but dude what's better than margaritas beer um barbacoa from a local steer you know or yeah that was good local meat uh brady's homemade salsa like that was a, a treat and uh Getting there was was fun. At least for me, it was fun. I liked Breckenridge Road. I didn't like Breckenridge Road. <laughs> Same. It was beautiful, but on the RC fifty one, it yeah. just uh, it was. A rough if one. if you were having a hard time on the RC, I was only having a little bit better time on basically a glorified cruiser. That's a scrambler, right? So the, yeah. fr- the 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 suspension on that thing's horrible, and it's hard in the back. So like it, it, the bumps weren't soft. And um, shit, I forgot. I almost fucking cased it. Uh, on that road, Brady was hauling ass, like you said, he hadn't been riding all day for the past three days. And we flew over this um, cattle guard, and I saw him drop pretty significantly when he went over it. And when I went over it, I damn near felt like I bottomed out. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, some of them were rough. Yeah. And then the bike got wiggly as the suspension, uh, you know, uncompressed. And the and I was on the brakes, so when it uncompressed, all of a sudden I was loose, and I didn't have enough brakes going, and then and we were going into a corner, so my feet actually flicked off the pegs on that one because it started to kind of whip, and I was like, damn. So that road, not <laughs> not fun, but yeah, I, I uh, different bike maybe, maybe on maybe it'd be more fun on on a 
adventure bike because Siddons didn't seem to complain about it at all. I think his it's still like even when he got done, dude, he said his core and his arms are just sore yeah, from yeah. trying to wrestle that bike yeah, around. Yeah, he's driving it. It was just, I mean, bike. it was. I was in first gear the whole way. Yeah, it wasn't looked, a long road, but it took us an hour and a half to get yeah. across. You looked miserable. It felt long though. We went over that whole hill. I think no, we for sure. But I mean, first gear. Yeah, you know, it was probably a thirty mile road, forty mile road. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At but, one mile an hour, that's <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it was beautiful though. It like, was over, cool. Just the overlooks and the elevation, like yeah. the top of it. I think he said was like eleven thousand feet. Yeah. So that was super cool. Um, yeah, all the like fun, I said, all the dirt. I mean, it was cool. You know, it was it was a cool riding through. Mm-hmm. Again, going from the desert floor all yeah, the way up into yeah. these redwood mountains and back down to his ranch was pretty And the fun. 58's beautiful across too. Yeah. So that whole that whole ride was pretty sweet. Yep. Um, from there, what, Monday morning we lit out? Yeah, so we had some cool windy roads to get back to, to Hatchapi. We stopped for gas and breakfast brunch into Hatchapi. And then we went over to the 14, went down past Rosemont where Willow Springs is. And then uh, when we got Angela's Crest, actually the map said it was quicker to go to the crest instead of the freeway. So we went back through yeah. Angela's Crest. Yep. So, And then all went our separate ways from there. But like I said, as soon as we got home, I was ready to go for more. And you may hear some stories that I fell asleep at Brady's. They're all bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, was, I was wide awake. Um, but yeah, man, it was an epic ride. How long did you, would you say it took to plan that? Um, I mean, you were looking at maps. Yeah. Like I said, last year I did a lot more planning on the roads. I mean, I spent hours and hours and hours. Like I'd get home and I, you know, I'd sit there and watch TV and I'd get on my computer and I'd look at Google maps because I'd go, I'd click the map over to this road and see how many miles it was. And then back to this road and see how many miles it was. And okay, this is kind of where we want to go. Where do I think a good spot would be type stuff? So I, I spent, I don't know how many hours last year, just planning the route alone, just planning the roads, picking the roads, finding the places to stop. Like that was a ton of it this year. It, we didn't need near as much because most of the roads we already knew. Because we, we did the same route. Yeah. Comms did help quite a bit. Um, they were connecting weird, I think, because mine was a Senna and you guys had some other brand. But um, that definitely helped. But, yeah, I I wanted to change the route up this year originally. And then when you and I rode to Julian last year and we were down in Julian by noon or one, I was like, well, wait a minute. That's not very far. Yeah. <laughs> like we could have done Julian in the same time that we did Pine Mountain Club. Yeah. Well, that's cool for a two or three day or, but to do a four full days like that, I'm like, where would we go? Like we didn't, we just didn't have the road, you know, there wasn't the, yeah, there wasn't the, the mileage to do that direction. Yeah. So unless you went up and then crossed and went up through Big Bear or something, and then I guess you could go to like Wrightwood. And so there, it is possible, I guess, to go that way, but you mean when we went to Julian? Yeah. To make yeah. it longer? Yeah. We would have had to go out into the desert on yeah. the east side of... And know, then you end up at like the Salton Sea. Yeah. You can go up to like Palm Springs. We could go to like Pioneer Town. There is a road. I don't know how the SCR, XCR would do, but there is a road from Pioneer Town to Big Bear that's purely off-road. Yeah. That I've seen Bunstock Foresters do, so I would think the F- XCR would do it, but... It's, you know, 40 miles or something yeah. off-road. Yeah. The, the, my biggest fear on that thing was ground clearance. And once I get a skid plate, because the oil, you know, the oil filter and the uh, the pan are right there. So yeah. But they, it does have like a little bit of a cradle frame. So maybe it's not. But you're right. I think you had said something about maybe a KLR. 
Yeah. Or there's the V-Strom 650s. So there's a lot of stuff that's on the smaller side that would be better suited for off-road. Yeah. Because that trip would be cool. Like what we did was all pavement. And if you're going to do that many miles, it needs to be all pavement. But we could change up Saturday and have a lot less miles, but do some of it off-road to some cool campsites. I think yeah. it would be bitching. Yeah, and you know we could focus on an area because once you go off road, you're going way slower, and yeah, it yeah. takes you just as many hours to do half the miles, right? So uh, there's a bunch of feel cool stuff up by um, Lytle Creek and and over there uh, where all that stuff is that we could definitely. Oh God, Wiggins is taking a shit in my garage. What are you doing, man? All right, Wiggins just pretended that my house was that dirty filthy campground <laughs> um by the way man I, I should give you some tomatoes to take on there here i i went to the uh, baja ranch today to got some uh ingredients for homemade salsa so oh, nice yeah. i don't have a way to carry them today though that's true you rode your bicycle yeah um so hey we, we're at an hour uh let's wrap up um what would you do different next year uh i'd like to just do more off-road next year um, that's about it. You know, maybe a better camp spot for Friday. It was super nice to stay with Brady. Although, I, you know, after moto camping one day and packing the gear, I kind of wanted to moto camp again. Yeah. We could have, I think that little section at Brady's where you went down the little hill north of the little water tower, you could have a bitch and camp yeah. spot back there. Oh yeah. And he told us we could camp. Yeah. Yeah. No, he to. did. Yeah. He was going to put us in a different spot. They said that one wasn't ready. So we, where we were going to be, it was windy, where if we're in that little gully, I don't yeah. think the wind would have hit us. Nope, nope. But, but especially um, with all those trees and stuff back there. Yeah, so if that more, one gets a fire ring and stuff, I think it'd be... Yeah, and, and he said there's a lot more wildlife on that side of the hill because they never go back there. So yeah, it'd be yeah. kind of cool to hear see some foxes or coyotes or bears come down there and snuggle with Maybe us. not bear, maybe fox or coyote. Yeah. <laughs> I guarantee, though, there's a bunch of... They have had a bear come into their... Mm -hmm. Break into their house yeah, they while have. they were gone, so... <laughs> There's bears up there for sure. Yeah. Um, we would probably have to leave our food and shit in the, at the house yeah, and yeah. just go down there. But um, Yeah, because we couldn't get the bikes back there. Yeah. What about uh, uh, bike loading, bike gear, camping gear? What would you do different next year? Mm. You know, I was real happy with my tent. Mine I had to get in and out of the side, and mine was narrow, which I liked. It was real cozy when I was in it. It was long and narrow. It was like just right for one person. The cot was a good choice, and it was the same size as a sleeping mat. So you're just swapping them out. Yeah. So that was a real good and choice. And like I said, instead of being two inches off the ground, when there's snakes and bugs and shit, and they're you're just four comfortable. inches off the ground. Like on a sleeping mat, I, I'm a side sleeper too. So sleeping mats, your shoulders go through it. There's not enough right, thickness. Gotcha. And they're narrower than your body, where this thing was good, and yeah. it was pretty comfy even on my side. Um, I do have a nice sleeping bag, so that was cool. Um, maybe the chair. I liked Sidden's chair. His was a little bit more. Mine was on sale. They were actually the same price, but mine was on sale for like 70 And um, dude, for a chair, they packed up tiny. That's the one thing yeah, I was worried about. Yeah. Is cause I love I like, how big it packs up. I'm just going to sit on a log or something, you know? Yeah, and yeah. They had that rickety bench, but I figured I'd even just sit on the ground. Mm -hmm. But when I saw you guys packing chairs, I was like, that's smart. Yeah. Sometimes you don't want to sit And we didn't on know what there was going to be. I wanted to bring a, car or a, a hammock. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, our spot, we could have put a hammock up. Yeah, yeah. And they even had those hammock tents. And I was like, God, oh, that'd be awesome. 
but you don't know going into it what the tree situation is nope. like. We so could have been camping on a plane for all we know. Yeah, you know, exactly. In a, in a clearing. Yep. So that's one reason I didn't take, because I have a little like travel hammock that packs up. They'll fit in your pocket. And I didn't bring it because of that too. Like we just didn't know. Could you do the two bikes facing each other in the side stands and put no. the hammock on the handlebars? Too much. Too much pressure. You think it'd pull, it up, pull them yeah. over? You think so? Yeah. The RC was kind of sketchy anyway with that much weight in the bags yeah. on it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, dude, when I would pull it off the side stand, how much the suspension would sag. <laughs> and, you know, okay. it it didn't handle very well. And I wonder if there just wasn't, I mean, there was another 100 pounds probably on the rear seat or yeah. more. Yeah. So it was really sagging low um, where it's set up to have one person to go through the canyons. But, right. you know, it, uh, but I'd say that'd be the biggest thing. Maybe try to make Saturday a little shorter, but there just wasn't any real bitching places to stay. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, like I said, maybe next year, maybe we'll look at some different routes. Um, you know, I think we could, especially if we had ADV bikes, I think we could do Friday night at Brady's and then head up North of Lake Isabella after that, and then head up into the real woods, you yep. know, for a day and do more of an out and back maybe type yep. thing. And, um, Sequoia is actually just North of his house. And yeah. all the way up to the park, if you don't actually pay to go in, all the way up to the park, there's a ton of um, BLM of land. Yeah, ton, yeah. yeah, tons of camp spots, tons of off-road. So, yeah. I would say my biggest thing was I feel like I overpacked. I mean, had I known that Siddons brought that one little burner that included a kettle, well, it included, it, it wasn't a kettle, but it was a pot for you to put water in i wouldn't have brought my kettle i wouldn't have brought my little pot i thought we were we were going to be camping uh cooking off the you know over the fire so i mean i'm glad i brought them for that but we just didn't do it so maybe next time i guess i still would bring it but i just wouldn't uh wouldn't have packed it this time had i'd I known. say if that's going to be the situation and we do that we'll organize better who brings what right so we're not being redundant, bringing more than one thing. Like yeah. that little stove, it might be nice to have more than one. Yeah. But it's hard. Like when I cook over a campfire, like a cast iron, I don't know how to pack that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but you could do some like little skillets. Um, what else I've done to camp over, cook over fires is like go to a grocery store and get like a $12 nonstick. You know, you're only going to use it for the weekend. They're yep. aluminum. They're pretty small. So, you know, that's one option. Um, but for doing like oatmeal and all that, all his fancy stuff was super nice. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. you don't want to double pack it all. Right, right. And so I brought tire levers. I don't know if anybody else brought tire levers. Somebody brought, he brought a med kit. He brought the MREs, you know. Mm -hmm. So we did have some stuff figured out. He brought the tire, that little tire pump. He was, he was set to go. And that school bus carried a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um. Dude, I had my whole backpack was full of food and my clothes. Mm -hmm. My sleeping bag was behind that. And then my saddlebags literally had, like I said, my tent, my sleeping pad, pad and then my toolkit and my camp supplies and something. I forget what else I had in there. Probably the rain covers for that shit. And I would have brought less t shirts. Yeah. I had one fresh for each day. And I probably would have just done the same. Went to REI, got a plain shirt, like a t shirt that I could wear for four days. Yeah. And then that's it. Then you're not packing any of that. Um, the year before, I took an extra pair of pants. And this year, I was like, that was dumb. Why did I take that? The yeah. only thing I wish I would have packed was a sweatshirt. Yeah. Because it did get chilly on the ride. But I wore a hoodie every single day underneath mm -hmm. my jacket. 
and I did not get hot even when it got hot and mm-hmm. I didn't get I did get cold but I didn't get freezing mm-hmm. when those even when those temps went down to like the 40s that was yeah. that was crazy and it was a warm it was a beautiful weekend perfect weekend mm-hmm. um I am glad that I did bring my sleeping bag because at first I was like I'm just going to bring a uh, um, blanket because yeah. it's not going to get that cold it got a little cold and Plus the way you have it set up on your bike to be your backrest was nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's about, about the only way I can carry it. So it works out good with my backpack. It sits right on it and it works as a backrest. Um, I probably, if if I were to redo it again, I'd probably bring a different bike unless we were doing off-road because then we're not going to be doing 80 everywhere, mm-hmm. right? So, <clears throat> excuse me, that, and I probably wouldn't bring a backpack full of crap. I'd probably... Uh, if, if somebody was going to bring a camp stove, I'd probably put my clothes in the bag instead yeah. of all that other crap that I brought. We didn't Yeah, the needing- VFR, if other than that Breckenridge road, the VFR would have been a better bike. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. much bigger gas tank. But if on that road, it would have sucked too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that road wasn't fun even on the SCR. And I imagine... <laughs> uh, it was break- hard because it was such a beautiful like oh, was, road too. And it was fun. Don't get me wrong. I had fun just cruising it. It yeah. was not fun trying to haul ass on it. That's what wasn't fun. There was just too many potholes. I, I barely missed a pothole that looked like it was four feet deep that yeah. would have trashed the front wheel. Yeah. Um, there was gravel all over the, it. Once we got past a certain point, it was no longer worth pointing out the gravel because it was yeah, just yeah. still all the, over it. <laughs> at first you start pointing out the gravel and then you're like, wait a minute, just yeah. watch out yourself. Eventually I was like, this whole road it's is just, just everywhere. gravel now. Yeah. <laughs> And we were even driving over like pine needles and branches mm-hmm. at one point. So like, yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. And, and one thing too is that like, uh, for me, I, I hate the desert, but I love the desert in a weird way um, that I would, if I were to plan a trip, I'd probably go along Death Valley Mm-hmm. And maybe loop around and come back on the other side of Death Valley, out by Salt and Sea, all that bullshit. I hate that stuff. It's hot as fuck. It's not. There's nothing to see out there. But there's something interesting about it. And it's real cold at night. It's cold at night, but so. it is super interesting. Like El Mirage. Yeah, it's so beautiful. Yeah, it's like the it? emptiness it's is weird. beautiful. Right, right. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. It's like it's a stark contrast to the normal shit that we see every day. We have these wonderful mountains that we live by. Everything that we went Which by. Some of the coolest views we had, you're like up in the mountains, but you could see, see the, the valley. whole valley mm-hmm. and you could feel the vastness of it. That's what I mean. Like when you're on a motorbike, you feel that, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You just feel how, uh, how high the mountains look mm-hmm. right next to you. And then when you get up there, you feel how far the valley, when you're driving in a car, you're just kind of in this bubble looking out, like, yeah. like being in an elevator instead of climbing on the side of the skyscraper, you're going up. And I just feel like when you ride... So the desert, I mean, yeah, different route just to change things up would be cool. Um, I mean, but the I I don't know. I think we 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 packed just the amount of ride of stuff. We rode just the amount of ride of time uh, amount of time every day. I didn't get too fatigued. It got mm-hmm. a little sore on my shoulder, uh, but that was about it. Um, didn't eat shit, which was not almost ate shit a few times. There was a couple corners I blew because you were braking differently. I'm I'm so used to riding with you now that you usually don't break, but there were some blind corners up in those yeah. hills. And and I look in the rear view mirror to make sure Sid's back there. When I look up, there you are. So I was like, oh shit! So I blew yeah, a I usually couple motor turns. brake for a lot of it. Yeah. So I I, I blew a couple. But you were corners. good. Most of the corners you blew had dirt on the other side. Yeah. yeah. Well, those two <laughs> definitely. One, I some of them were the cliffs and. 
it's like, I mean, I get it. It's yeah. a weird mental thing where you're like, I can't fuck this you one You can't up. blow those. Yeah. Where that one, you're like, well, if I do, there's a cushion. Yeah. Like, there's something there. On that one, I shifted and I didn't blip and it locked the rear for a second. And uh, at that point, I was just like, eh, that one, it was at 10 mile an hour corner. I saw Brady do it. I'm getting ready. I felt good. And then I just let out the clutch and it was like, mm-hmm. and at that point, I was like, I'll, I'll be able to stop before I hit that fence. And he was hauling <laughs> down those straightaways. Yeah, he was. He was. I was really back hauling. on the RC doing 85. Like, dude, I could go harder, but I see that corner up there. And then yeah. I see you blow it. And I'm like, yeah. Good thing I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there was there was a couple things on that those roads that caught me out. The that blipping the throttle wrong, I that was my bad. But some of those bumps when you hit them and it loads the bike so hard mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. almost lock up the brakes because you're giving it the perfect amount of break and then all of a sudden you get all the traction you know yeah. you, when you compress everything you're putting well, and then it comes back off and you get none of it and you so, get none of it yeah. that's why i almost ate shit in that after hitting that cattle guard yeah. that's exactly what happened there so yeah it was just a really weird road and brady lives there so he rides it you know every day and he even blew a couple corners mm-hmm. so yeah it was it was a fun ride and and that was a great perfect amount of miles you guys planned a perfect trip i i feel bad that i didn't do more of it but um, I'm glad I could tag along and be the butt of jokes and the dude just do. <laughs> no, it's fun. And I have to say like, it always, I mean, I, I knew going in, it was going to be good, but it always makes me nervous adding people to trips like this because the more people you add, the more like expectation you feel like you have to live up to. Or no, something? even more like the more attitudes and the more, um, right. people that want to do different things gotcha. where one of the reasons it's planned the way it is is we're not trying to do 600 miles in a day. Yeah. So we have time. Like we really, you know, we can chill. We're not in a rush to get anywhere. Um, Brady was busting her balls about what time we got there, but I was like, part of me was like, well, we weren't in a hurry. Yeah. Like, and we'd only stopped for gas once. So I don't know why you think it took two more hours than it should have. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there was one where I could see on my phone, we were supposed to be there at like 1138 and we got there at like 1135. And I was like, yeah. Right. <laughs> but so that it's planned that way for that reason. Cause even when it's just Siddons and I, it was chill on those. Yeah. Like, you know, we could stop and enjoy our meals. We could get gas. We could go to the bathroom. We could try to drink some water, things that you know you're supposed to do. You know, that's hard. It's hard to go fucking take a leak and it's hard to go drink water. So, um, you know, I tried to have, t- excuse me, time for those. But when you add a person, it's if they don't, mesh right it can ruin those trips yeah and motorcycle trips are the worst for that because you just i mean some of the best motorcycle trips i've ever been on were solo yeah they were just totally alone and i'm so go with the flow that you guys could have said hey let's turn around and go home today and i would have been like ah sure you know this is (laughs) it was fun to yeah yeah. so i'm so go with the flow you guys could have said Mm -hmm. anything and i would have been like cool you know and it was like you're also a good enough rider where we don't and you know, I think with, with us three, it's understood, like, don't try to keep up with someone. Yeah. You ride your own pace. Like we were all on such vastly different bikes. For too. sure. We're, we're two twins, but they're totally different spec. And I don't, a cruiser, yours is a race I don't twin. rip that RC 51 through the Canyon, especially the way it was loaded. It wasn't feeling comfortable, but gotcha. I don't rip it through the Canyon super, super fast. Yeah. Like I ride with Siddons all the time and he keeps up with me. Yeah. I just don't, there's something about that bike like maybe it's too pretty for me but i don't rip it through yeah 
and I don't ride canyons like I used to anyway. Yeah. So there's definitely like that side of it, but yeah, we didn't ditch each other. The only no. reason he got behind is because he was fumbling with this video. And you know, if you do get it. ditched, we're going to stop and wait for you at, yeah, the, next, at the next crossroad or right. whatever. So you don't add five more people to that. And it well, and it's problematic, right? And people are dumb. People want to keep up with someone that's faster. Yeah. You've loaded 200 pounds of gear on the back of your bike. It rides totally different. Um, you know, you're riding roads you're not used to, and you want to keep up with someone that's faster than you. Yeah. That spells trouble every time. And people just aren't smart about that. Like this wasn't a freeway ride. Yeah. This wasn't like you needed to get in a pack and do 85 the whole time. Like this was a ride where if you fucked up 70% of the fucking roads we were on, you were dying. Yeah. It was pretty hard. <laughs> you were going off a cliff yeah. or into a guardrail or against a fucking rock wall. Like you were totaling your bike, ruining more than your trip. Yeah. Like it wasn't a good one. You know, you just can't override yourself. Yeah. So. And I, I do have to say the corner that I blew because you, I looked up in there, you were, I got on the brakes as hard as I could and I still went into the other That lane. one could have been super sketchy. Thank, thankfully there was When no I went around that coming. corner, you could see where a car had ran off and got stuck in it and they had to pull oh, the car out. Oh shit. The other times I blew corners was, yeah, you're right. Like I would be braking super hard and my backpack would like run into me and it Mine just would didn't, do that and it, it didn't fuck me up, yeah. feel right. And yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, I feel like I'm heavier. Everything yeah. felt heavier. It, well, it all was. Yeah. And I didn't feel like I could turn and good, it, so I'd take it super slow. So I mean, that, that to me was important. Like at, I mean, part of me thinks it'd be fun to have a bunch of people on that ride. And then part of me is like, no, nope, you increase your it. chances of yeah. having something happen, uh-huh. needing that toolkit, needing that first aid kit. Yeah. Having somebody get pissed off. And so that's definitely part of it. Like you and Chris and I ride together quite a bit and we know that we mesh well on rides and we know that, you know, those things are there like that we know works well, but planning the ride to not be a rush is important. Yeah. We weren't trying to get somewhere before nine o'clock. We we're trying to get there before like four or five. Yeah. So even Brady's, who's giving us a hard time for it, We rode 200 miles that day. Yeah. Well, we rode 150 before we met him. Yeah. And then we only rode 20 with him, but it right. took three hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, like, you know, we were still at his house by four. Yeah. We were at our campsite by six the first Saturday. Yep. Um, you know, we were at Pine Mountain where we started on our on Friday when we left after work. We were there by eight. Yeah, we were there before dark. Yeah. Was- so, you know, to me, that's a lot of it. But that's, uh, you know, we wanted to enjoy the places we stopped and the yeah. the towns that we found and stuff like that, which we did. I I didn't know Cambria was there and it was that cool. Like I would skip slow. Every time I go right to Cambria, yeah, that cool little downtown was awesome. And like, we didn't even go into any of this stuff. We went to a couple of restaurants. Yeah, they if were you, all kind of close. Yeah, if you go to <laughs> if you go there with like family, there's all sorts mm-hmm. of little like art stuff there. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that, that so that time. was super nice. Um, you know, same with Brady's. Like, yeah, he's giving us a hard time, but we still had plenty of playtime. Oh, dude, we rode mini bikes. We drank lots of beer. We got we had such good conversations. Like, yeah, we yeah, talked so much. Yeah, that was a, and just staring over at the mountains at his yeah. place. Oh my god, yeah, <sighs> so nice. Yep, yeah, that was cool. I had a blast. Um, thank you, thanks, Siddons. And now that it's uh, hopefully everybody had a good Memorial Day weekend. Thank you, everybody. Lots of parades. Every little that's the other thing I really loved is all these little towns we were going through. We we're having some little Memorial Day. Yeah, that Day was cool thing. too. Yeah. So we got to see the um, Americana mm-hmm. in all these little back road, con- you know, old California towns that are still ranches, still horse yeah, communities, yeah. still 
little towns that built up around an air force like Edwards or whatever, you know, the little, little things like that, not the big city that we're kind of close to. So mm-hmm. it was really cool. Um, so hopefully everybody had that sort of, uh, experience and, uh, uh, Having said that, having said all that, next year we're going to be having a 30-person ride. No, <laughs> we're going to Everyone's ruin it. invited. Everyone's invited. No, yeah, I, I'm wait, I can't wait for the next one. Um, definitely we should do another ride uh, before that and maybe just a couple nights um, up near Big Bear. I'll take you because I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, is it, is it, are you allowed to say what your plans are bike-wise? I think so. Is it public knowledge? <laughs> On the RC or on the KTM? The KTM. <laughs> so hopefully I was going to take a week off work and go pick up. My cousin has a 950 KTM and uh, I was going to go buy that and pick it up. But Adventure Brady's, R or something like that? Yes, the Adventure yeah. R. It's got all the bags, a Kropovich system, uh, maybe some spares for it. It's 16,000 miles, super well-maintained. Nice. Um, Brady's going to drive to Michigan. He actually left this week. Yeah. Um, maybe he'll listen to our show on the way. Maybe. Hopefully. We miss you, Brady. Thank you for your hospitality. <laughs> Hopefully there's room in his truck and he can get this bike in there. It's a long bed, but he wants to bring some stuff back from Michigan. And I know how quickly stuff fills up a truck bed like that. Yep. But I don't think his wife wants him to bring it back. Especially from Michigan. Well, yeah. and especially what it is. like. Yeah. So hopefully he can do that for me. If so, I'll have it here in a few weeks. Um, I'm also, I think I'm going to sell the RC. I, I didn't want to until after this trip. I love that bike. I love RC 51s in general. You know, if I had the money, I would just keep it and not ride it. But I just, I don't, it's a lot of money that I could save up for something else, Yeah. you know? And I could, I, I mean, I can buy this KTM without selling the RC. I just, it's just going to sit there. Then and you got another way. bike to ride. Yeah. yeah. And I don't have room in the garage for both of them the way it is. So yeah, you only have 13 bikes as it is. So I have 10. Add in one more. Right. I, yeah. I have 10 right now. So yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. And you know, you can always come back and buy an RC again. And you still and have that's an kind RC of the deal. Track bike, you know, you especially know? if I move out of the state or whatever, I might. But yeah, I can, uh, I still have my RC track bike. I'm going to keep that because I don't really think it's worth much. So it still gives me the riding of an RC, but no, I just not on the street. Cause like, I love that bike and it's cool to ride across Baldy, but I need to ride the CBX more. You know, I'll have this KTM I'll be able to do long trips on. You know, the RC is a great coffee shop bike. It's a great canyon bike, but I don't really ride the canyons anymore. Yeah. So I like it, but I, th- uh, I think I'm going to sell it. Yeah. But yeah, the maybe, KTM's... Maybe we'll get your Harley going, man. I need maybe to get we'll that get, little chopper going yeah, and we'll the 400, get, but that little chopper would be sick. Yeah. Um, yeah, the KTM's a 06 950 Adventure R. I'll get to see if I really want to do much adventure riding. Um, If I really like it, it's got low enough miles, you know, I'll be able to put me through my paces on it. Yeah. See if I use it. Cause honestly it's going to get ridden one or two trips a year. It'll get this trip and hopefully one or two small other ones. And that's about it. Um, and then, you know, it'll get, you know, we'll go up to Baldy or something on it, but yeah. it'll be, you know, not really ripping, just going to get breakfast and shit. But I think a lot of the, like that stuff will be CBX trips. And then what we'll do is uh, ride up to Baldy and take it up the ski lifts that people ride down. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it'll have bags on it. So if I want to do some like longer stuff, because I, I want to do an iron butt. The most I've done in one day, I think was 580 miles. 
It's that's fucking 12 hours. It hurts. I did it on my Dyna. It was either 580 or 680, but I think it was 580. It was cold. I was miserable, but I wanted to do a thousand miles in one day. Yeah. And uh, Siddons is funny. He's like, that doesn't sound fun at all, but I can't let you do it by yourself. <laughs> yeah. I, I love how he's down like that. And I'm like, you know, probably pull off the side bags, just have the hard, the top bag, um, put on a little camel back. And I think that bike would be the one to do it because I could do 95 mile an hour. You know, I could basically start off super early in the morning, get out of LA, go like probably I'm thinking the best route would be past Vegas. Shit, at 95 miles an hour, you could have your iron butt done in eight hours. Uh, not quite. Iron butt's a thousand miles. And you're I know. Have to get gas. They say that if you do 56 miles an hour average, you uh, you can do it. Do it what? A uh, thousand miles. That's the thing. Because I was. Yeah, but I, how many hours? You have 24 hour period. Yeah. But I don't want to like start at midnight, sleep for two hours, get right. up, do it again. Right. So I'm thinking like wake up at like three, be on the road at 334, you know, ride, do two tanks of gas, maybe take a small nap at a gas station, which I've done before at like nine or 10, and then be back on it. I think, you know, I mean, I think obviously a gold wing's a bike to do that on, but I don't have a gold wing, nor do I want one. Yeah. So. I think it would be a very capable bike to do it on. 56 miles an hour times 24 hours would be 1,344 miles. So you can probably do that for 12 hours? No, not 12 hours. You could probably do like a, a good 18-hour ride at 56. But yeah, like I said, you yeah. you, multi, you you do 95, you're going to get a good chunk of it out of the way. And 95 on the speedometer, but stopping every hour and a half for gas... You're not going to average 95. Yeah. And you're going to have to get food. Although a lot of, like, if you're trying to do that, like, I know the next step is like 1500, but that's pretty fucking gnarly. And I'm sure there's a few crazies that have done 2000 in 24 hours and just stayed up for 24 hours. I think but- what they do on those, they do it, they change it to 36 hours or something like that. If you're going to do a bun burner, they just add 12 hours. Uh, uh, something like that. There, there's something where you don't have to do. It's not all 24 hours, but yeah, like I, I think you could do it. Obviously, 95 hours. If you could average 80, yeah, it would be 12 hours. Yeah, it'd just be actually just over 12 hours. Yeah. So, but again, with gas stops and food and restroom, you're going to be averaging. Yeah. You, at 95, you'll be lucky to yeah, average eight. That's six in the morning till six at night. But if you rode six to 10 at night, you could easily do a iron butt. And I've done that's a long day on a bike. For it sure. is. And I've done those days. Yeah. But, um, you know, as I get older, it gets harder. Yep. Start off with Advil fresh. Hell yeah. <laughs> and, it, you know, you do, I have a, a little hip pack that I wear mountain biking that holds two and a half water bottles worth yeah. of water that that could stay on and it would give you something to drink. Um, just an IV of like water, like <laughs> <Do saline laughs> keep you <laughs> with some nutrients. So you're yeah. not even hungry. You don't even have exactly. to eat. Exactly. Um, you know, that's probably what a lot of the Baja and shit do. Yeah. But I just think a thousand, just the first level would be cool. You know, again, another on top of that would be hard. Do that first. And then, yeah, then, then do yeah. the coast to coast. Uh, what is it? C to C 50. Uh, whatever the fuck it is, you know, like I see like stuff coast to coast, back to back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, that thing would be fun, but I don't know. I what I like about the thousand mile iron butt is you could go from here to 
I don't know, Salt Lake City and turn around and get back to like Vegas, it's probably around a thousand miles. Sure. It's a lot of open freeway with not a lot of police, not a lot of towns, not a lot of stops, but there's really not a lot to see either. Yeah. Where if you're going coast to coast, like, I don't know, to me, there's a point when that just doesn't become entertaining anymore. But the first level at a thousand in a day. Sure. I'm down with. Yeah. Knock them off first things first. Well, hey, man, you have wasted an hour and a half listening Ooh. to me. Wiggins yap about uh, at midnight. Wiggins has to ride his motorcycle home now through the coyote infested valley of uh, San Gabriel and uh, make it home without getting eaten. He's got his field initiative, three of them strapped to him and his bike. So I'm sure he'll make it home. But. Uh, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening to us blab. If you have any suggestions, let's see, what's an action item? If you've got any cool camp items or any cool bike gear that you think yeah. we should look into or invest in or that it sounds like maybe we uh, could have found uh, you know, just sort of a, a creature comfort on this trip, email the show, uh, creativewritingpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, let's force Wiggins to do his weekly Wiggins again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give me some ideas. Give me some Maybe ideas. if you have some um, really good routes and really good trips that you've done. Um, and if you're in SoCal, maybe if you have some suggestions of places we should see, although I think we've knocked most of the main SoCal ones out. But yeah. still, I'm sure there's some other stuff. Yep. Um, and Johnny Roundtree. Oh, sh- my friend Sarah that just came up to get her uh, her CB from, from Charlie's place. She was in... Uh, whatever that town was where they're doing the swing dancing with all the oh, swing Tehachapi. Yeah, Tehachapi. She was up there swing dancing like oh, that right. weekend. I was like, dude, we were like in the same town the same weekend. Dude, you ca- talking to Carolina, I was also looking for CB 400s online. Oh, to, yeah. I want like a race one though. Oh my God. VFR 400s equally as good. Now uh, you can import them from Japan without all the crazy uh, tariffs because they're a certain year old. Um, so yeah, you got a cool bike, you got a cool ride, or I think Weekly Wigan should be all about mountain bikes. So if you got any cool mountain biking, because <laughs> uh, I want to do a whole episode on clunkers and junkers and all that crap you always talk about. Wiggins, when you go to his house, there's just two wheels. Even his lawnmower, he's chopped the front two wheels off. Yeah, so he's got to ride wheelies it's on a lawnmower. only two wheels. So anyways, thanks for hanging out. Um, Email the show and uh, tell your friends about it. As always, buy a field initiative knife, eat a Klopman pickle, and take a coconut up the butt for a loved one this year. Happy Memorial Day. And what is this month? Pride Month or something? It is. It's Pride Month. Pride Month. So get out there and graffiti all the motorcycles that you see in rainbow colors. All right. Bye. And check oh, yeah. who you're, the companies that put rainbows on their stuff. Make sure they actually are good for those causes. Right. They like to, uh, you know, have lobbyists against it, and then they rainbow their shit to sell right. more. That motherfucker from Lucky Charms, that shitty leprechaun, <laughs> I know that he is very anti-LGBTQ, but he's, like, all about the rainbows. Anyways, uh, anything meaningful, deep, you can, we can leave listeners nope, with? that's it. Yep. Well, I didn't get Wiggins this time, but next time, Wiggins, next time. All right, everybody, thank you for uh, everybody that's reached out. Don't forget, uh, something I didn't mention at the beginning of the show was Social Slam. That is coming up this year. July 1st is when we plan to have the show. We have yet to get any submissions. If it's a dry year again and I got all this junk for nothing, I'm just going to give it away to, I'm going to randomly draw a patron out of the, uh, the old hat and give it to them. 
because uh, they they pay for this stuff. Uh, and listen, if you are a patron, uh, double check your um, your status just to make sure you're you're still good to go. If you, if anybody's had their credit card stolen recently and they're <laughs> getting char- charged for all sorts of stuff, they may have cut it out, and that means that your subscription to Hulu is uh, due, your subscription to Patreon is due, and a few other things. So make sure you're in good standings. Um, if you'd like to join us and support the show, it's uh, patreon.com forward slash creative writing, and we're always up to no good. And uh, trying to get a whole bunch of more content together for our Patreon. Um, just a little slow to put it up. And uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a busy summer too. So my apologies in advance to our patrons. But I am working on some stuff right now as we speak. Some uh, I, I've been been working on a few things here and there. And uh, now that the kids are out of school and I think things are going to cool off a little bit. Not literally. They're f- physically going to get hotter. But busyness wise cool off we're gonna get back on the uh, creation train and get some people some long overdue stickers and some other stuff for our five dollar and up patrons uh everybody out there have a good one uh wear your underwear inside out for three days and then flip them right side back three days more you travel for a whole week on one pair of undies as we learned from Chris Wiggins. All right, get out there and ride. Send us in your stories to Social Slam. Send them into slam at creative-writing.com or creativewritingpodcast at gmail.com. Whichever one you prefer. I have no preference, so it's totally up to you. Whichever one's easier for you to type. And in the meantime, get some bean time. I don't, I don't know. Bang. <laughs> <laughs>